it's obviously the child of R2 and 3PO and <laughs> Since time immemorial, human beings have stared up at the stars and asked the unanswerable questions. Why am I here? What is the nature of the cosmos? What is the meaning of life? Are we alone in the universe? Will DC ever make movies as well as Marvel? How exactly did Megatron shrink? Is a detailed backstory for your first-level halfling wizard even How worth it? How many muscular men with pageboy haircuts lived on Eternia if they couldn't figure out that Prince Adam was He-Man? Who is going to play Alabama for the championship this what year? What does God need with a starship? Prepare your ear holes for a podcast dedicated to the philosophical quandaries of pop culture. An audio thunderdome. Two nerdy friends enter. Only one shall be victorious. This is I'm Right, and he's Rob. Welcome to episode one of I'm Right, and he's Rob, where we uh, discuss the philosophical questions of pop culture. And you all get to listen to us argue. Uh, uh, my uh, my esteemed opponent uh, for this evening, uh, as well as uh, every episode of this particular podcast, is uh, a man uh, who is always picked last on the pub quiz team. A man once voted most likely to lose an argument on the internet on a podcast that no one listens to. My best friend in the entire world, uh, Rob Bloom. Uh, and oh well, yeah, I'm Monty Ike. I forgot to mention that. So, uh, Rob, how are you? Episode. I'm doing good. How are you, Monty? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. I, I have. I'm. I'm flush. I'm excited. This is our first episode. It'll be uh, the first win in in many for for me. Um, uh, Weeks in the making and finally getting it underway. Here we go. Right. Yeah. It's exciting. And and uh, and so uh, here's how the format works. Uh, we we have a question for each of these episodes. Uh, Rob and I have prepared an argument. Uh, we are going to present that argument, um, and you are going to hopefully enjoy listening to us argue. And then one of us hopefully will acquiesce at the end of this podcast and agree that the other one uh, has uh, is right. It is basically right. That's, that's how it's going to work. Um, As the title says, and so let let the uh, belittling begin. Is right. that <laughs> yes? Let the belittling begin. Uh, I like it. I I'm just going to go ahead and say this. Uh, Rob was like, I don't know. Uh, you know, my name's in the title, and I was like, Yeah, but it implies you're always wrong. So I think it's fine. <laughs> Um, so, uh, this episode, uh, great question, very philosophical, good one to start, uh, and it is, are droids alive? In specifically Star Wars? Maybe not specifically, uh, in in general? The the question is, are Star Wars droids alive? Right. Meaning, and and I guess we should get to this, meaning, do they, uh, do they have, uh, uh, sentience is that where you're you're going for? That's that's my that's what my intention was with the question when right. I proposed. Okay, all right. Well, Rob, um, losers go first, so I'll let you uh, you'll start the shenanigans. So, uh, are Star Wars droids alive? Okay. Well, um, as you so eloquently put it, um, what is life? Uh, life can be defined as the condition that distinguishes someone as having the capacity for growth, comprehension, reproduction, functional activity, and continual change that precedes death. Wow. It's just a bunch of bumbo, bumbo, bumbo jumbo, I know. Um, yeah. So remember, if you, if you don't have kids, you're not alive, right? That's what that says, if you don't have kids, you're not alive? I, 
if you're not able to reproduce? <laughs> when, when do you get to interject? Do you gotta, oh, I'm you sorry. Wait for... I'm sorry. You're right. Okay, so so I think therefore I am. Be boop, be boop, boop. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they are capable of displaying self-motivating behavior in absence of any instructions outside of stimuli or organic operators. Uh, they are capable. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I'm. Are they able to interact with humans on both an intellectual and an emotional level? And on many occasions, tell jokes, display sympathy, sadness, and joy. Are the droids from Star Wars alive? I'm going to argue yes. Yes, they are. Just like small wonder. Teddy Ruxpin and Rosie from the Jetsons, I'm going to prove that the droids from Star Wars are not only alive, but deeply feeling spiritual beings. Using facts and wild speculation, I plan to win <laughs> over the hearts and minds and establish myself as not only Rob, but also right. <laughs> oh, oh, well, thank you. Well, first of all, uh, no. No, they're, they're not alive. Uh, they're just simply well-programmed interfaces, uh, the kind of interfaces that you find today in non-science fiction, uh, the kind of stuff that I actually uh, work on every single day. Droids are not alive. They're just simply very well-designed uh, user interfaces uh, that are in mobile bodies and are in no way feeling or anything like that. They only are uh, semaclera. They are, they are fake. They are just... Th Things designed by a very uh, uh, a good person at designing those things. And and by the way, Teddy Ruxpin not alive. He literally is just a tape player and a motion sensor and a sound sensor that moved his lips. But uh, already, already you're just I crushing my well, crushing my yeah. It's Teddy Ruxpin. He's he's Teddy Ruxpin. But but no. And and I will tell you, uh, are this I'm going to use specifically uh, some of the things that uh, people have written papers about. Uh, even right now, in uh, in 2018 America, where uh, where intelligence is dead, uh, people have already uh, started to figure out how do we design robots that fit personalities. Uh, what is a personality, and how do we fake it? And so, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and lay out uh, uh, an argument that says, no, they're not uh, alive. They don't have souls. They don't have uh, feelings. They are just programmed, probably with machine learning, in a way that allows them to uh, mimic all the things that you want and allow you to then, therefore, project a personality on top of them the same way you do with inanimate objects all the time. So there you go. That's that's it. Are Star Wars droids alive? No, they're not. They're just really good simulations. Okay, fair enough. There you go. It begins. Yeah. So uh, where should we start here? Uh, you uh, you you bring up the fact that uh, that droids uh, uh, can uh, be uh, show emotion, right? Is that one of the it, tenements of your things? Think they can i'm using the 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 uh the world that has been established as mm -hmm. you know the the the, the original trilogy the prequel trilogy the right. new trilogy the yeah. cartoons oh and we're, I, we're I, actually I might, using star wars droids are we using star no. wars droids oh good well <laughs> if you can recall anything from the droids then maybe but i i do not uh, recall anything from the cartoon maybe i have but, that on dvd uh, rebels and um uh, Clone Wars. Okay. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, well, and, and I, I, I put forth to you that uh, what you think is a personality is just simply you filling in the gaps uh, uh, of a well-designed program. So 
when we talk about personalities, uh, one of the things that people often use is the uh, the Myers Biggs uh, personality, right? So I actually went well, online. Sure. The Myers Biggs. Have you never heard this, Rob? No, 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 no. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay. agreeing with you. Okay. So I, I went online and I found a thing. And here's the thing: these are fictional characters, so they can't actually fill out the Myers Biggs. Uh, personality quiz themselves. So what they have is people who are well-versed in Myers-Biggs filling out for them. But if we look at the main droids in Star Wars, C-3PO and R2-D2, one website that I found says that C-3PO is an ISFJ or the Defender, which calls itself, uh, it's a personality type that's... um, uh, they uh, they qualify as uh, they defy the definition of their individual traits. They possess feeling trait, uh, analytical abilities. They're judging, and so the defenders are often characterized uh, as their desire to serve others. In extreme cases, the need is so strong that they they don't even have this standard give and take relationship. They just give give give. Right? Uh, they're also uh, very much uh, rooted in tradition. And in uh, in, in uh, non-progressive ways, steeped in tradition, and may I say, protocol? Yeah, I would say protocol in that. So really, C-3PO is designed specifically to be an ISFJ. He's a protocol droid, so he's supposed to be there to uh, to to not uh, offend anyone. He doesn't. Uh, he holds tradition in a high uh, esteem, and he is there to serve and uh, to be there to constantly serve without uh, without raising any ire. Now, R two D two. This one I thought was a little weird. The debater is what this person called R two D two, and they are innovative, ingenious problem solvers, uh, and they love verbal gymnastics, and they oftentimes play devil's advocate. And I really, honestly think they were using the debater simply because R two D two seems to always want to argue with C three PO. But that's that personality. And um, there's a, a great article, uh, if you uh, want to take a look at it, uh, that is uh, from a, a gentleman from the uh, University of, uh, I think it was South Dakota, and I didn't have the exact notes here, but I will publish them if need be, where he talks about using Myers-Biggs uh, personality traits in artificial intelligence. So basically um, plugging in what Myers-Biggs says for these different personality types, the sort of tenets of that personality, how uh, they should be run. And then with uh, cloud-based computing software, a uh, machine learning, what you basically do is you just have the machine with this definition. Every time you do an input, it basically runs through the scenario of how would an ISFJ, uh, uh, how would it handle that? Maybe it individually goes through and says, how would the IS, or how would the I, how would the S, how would the F, your, how would the Your G? argument is saying, though, I mean, just in summary, that your argument is saying that these personality traits are completely yep. fabricated. Right. They're faked. Yeah. So you can't, so you can't, uh, you can't fake, you can't fake intuition, but you can simulate intuition. But, but you're, you're, my, my, my rebuttal argument will be, you can only fake that to a certain level. Correct. That you're not going to be able to, or are you going to say like, I could fake a, I could act a different. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Into a different character just by act or uh, well, but it's it's more it's more than it's more than just play acting. It's simulating those uh, personality traits. Okay, 
It's it's faking them and and allowing. See, here's the thing: humans uh, in in communication always put a personality on an inanimate object. Okay, if you talk to your phone, you and if you've like for instance, iPhone users, have you ever said Siri, you're such a dumb bitch, or have you ever yelled at Siri? Alexa, if you've ever yelled at Alexa for not doing what you want or being like, oh, thank you, Alexa, or having in a moment where you're talking to a machine like it's a thing, that is because human beings, human interaction, you, anytime you're interacting with a device, you put a personality on it. And so what I'm but saying is they simulate it and then you take it to the next degree. That's what you believe they are doing in Star Wars, that, that these machines are that level uh, just because it's, you know, a yeah. futuristic level and, and that they are not alive. They're not alive. They're just simply really well programmed. That's all. And I think well, I think that is because, uh, and I my, one of my other arguments here is, think about this. You are in a, uh, for instance, a Jedi. A Jedi believes in the sanctity of all life, but really does not give two shits about his droid, does he? That's wrong. Really? Because well, if they did, why 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 is it that our two units aren't inside the ship? Why are they plugged in on the outside of the ship? And don't say it's so that the one or two things within reach of their tiny little welders can reach out there. It doesn't matter. They don't care. Look at the starship design and the mech units. They don't care about those garbage cans. And you watch droids get blown away or or, or taken out any time. They don't care. Well, I think, okay, well, I'm, I'm Look kind at the, of... Look at the droid the army. The droid army doesn't have a personality because they don't need to have a personality, I right? Think it's levels of awareness in the Star Wars. I think things like the droid army are almost the same equivalent as the the stormtroopers themselves, where they are literally programmed to do one thing, and that is to be an army. But I think certain droids. That's why our uh, C three PO was mind wiped. Is they didn't want him falling into the category of life. I, they, they, they worship gods. I mean, if you think about in, in Star Wars Episode Four, New Hope, Threepio says, thank the maker. They're, they are, they are spiritual beings that... <laughs> okay. He says, thank the maker, because he's been programmed. There's, that's something that uh, human beings say all the time. Thank God. That's, what was he, what is he going to say? Thank the builder? Thank the maker is, it, that's not a God he's worshiping. He's just saying, oh, it's just a, it's just a programmed response. It's an epithet. He can't say, he could just say, thank God, but you'd find that slightly odd. Here's the other thing. If, if, if droids are alive, why don't they have a connection to the force? Um, a lot of things don't have connections to the force, but it, it moves through us, binds us. Sure. But, um, they don't have midichlorians. I, they do have midichlorians. I'm pretty sure we, well, that's a dirty word. We don't, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, okay. They, they show, they show, okay. You can't argue that they don't show curiosity and growth, uh, and the ability to, to, improve themselves and and we understand that like war games yes that okay that computer program kept reproducing and and, and growing and but it was on its way to life in my argument whopper from war games yes yes okay um yeah was it maybe or or maybe somebody uh, programmed it that it should always be acquiring more knowledge here's the thing like for instance you want to talk about growth and everything like that C-3PO's character, his personality, 
never changes throughout well, any of the prequels. He's the same it, level of annoying um uh and 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 and, and uh he's the same he he does not grow at all. At, at no point does he become uh better at uh, human interaction where he doesn't interrupt. He he's been programmed to not as a protocol droid to not allow public displays of or or to especially not allow a princess and a pirate a to kiss. Where he's like, oh, I I should probably shut up there or something. And and I just remembered a situation where they went back, like when when Chewie found three PO blown apart at the end of Empire. Mm-hmm. He they were there was genuine concern for him. Why why yeah. bother? I broke my I broke the screen on my iPhone a couple of times. <laughs> that's that's genuine concern, man. Okay, okay, here, okay. Why torture a droid then? Why, why in Jabba's okay. palace? Why, why torture a droid? If here's another question: Why is that droid droid screaming? It's hot metal on metal. Was it that... obviously hurts? So, so again. So, that's... are you saying that those droids have superfluous bottom of the feet nerves? Through metal somehow? Uh, honestly, it probably just, just depends on the storytelling at that moment. Right. But, yeah. It, cause I, the, the, it, I think that is not necessarily... I, while it is an on-screen thing that happens, uh, let's be honest. That's a bit of trickery done by George Lucas to say, look how bad these guys are. This is a cute little thing. Why don't, that's all I have to go on. That is where right. my arguments are based why, on. Why is it that all these droids can't... They have speakers. Why can they not speak English? Why is it that some droids droids just do beeps and boops, and some droids can actually form languages? C-3PO can can speak six million languages, but that doesn't make any sense to me. Because why then don't all of them? Uh, well, here's C- where my wild speculation is going to come in. I'm pretty okay. sure that R2-D2's robot type, the, the astromech droid, uh-huh. is built on the planet of astromech, and that's the way they speak on that planet. So that is my, that is my theory on as to why... Because he doesn't so, speak millions of languages. Right. He speaks the language of that planet. He's astromech. So Be-boop, the... <laughs> Okay, okay, so Astromech's a planet, and they have a full civilization, but they just decide, you know what we're going to do is we are going to be the things that while you're traveling at, uh, at near the speed of light, just leave a working spaceship and try to fix things on it and get blown off. Here's the, here's the other thing. If you look back at episode, was it one? Yeah, episode one, where we meet R2-D2, and there's more than one Astromech, and that one Astromech gets blown off the ship. It's not dead. It's just floating in space. It's been hit by a laser bolt, but really it was just knocked off the ship. And do they at any point go, oh, we should swing back around and get that citizen of the planet Astromech because it's floating in space (laughs) and it doesn't need to breathe and it has a battery that will eventually just die, I'm assuming, unless it's solar powered and then maybe it will just live there for hundreds of years alive unable to propel itself anywhere and die. So really, if Star Wars droids are alive, that means all of the living biological creatures in the Star Wars universe are sociopaths who care I, nothing. I would actually argue they kind of, kind of are. Because right. look inside look inside of the the uh the, the crawler that the sand people have, not uh-huh. the sand people, the um the Jawas. The Jawas. Right. The Jawas have. I, I, I think, I mean, that they're basically, it's slavery. Why else would they have I'll a, tell a mechanism you why. 
I'll tell you why. That prevents them from rebelling. Well, first of all, slavery exists on Tatooine, if we're going to use the prequels as canon. So slavery already exists for biologicals. So having slavery with uh, an electrical uh, entity doesn't matter. It's it's the fact that they have this restraining bolt Mm -hmm. that prevents them. Why it's if it's programming, why not just reprogram them? Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Because uh, you can mind wipe it. The The, shackles and the man keeping them down. Right. Except if you've ever rebooted a a computer before, if you've ever wiped it uh, clean, sometimes that wipe doesn't go well. So maybe what they're actually doing is uh, there have been new skills added and upgrades added to this particular device that they don't necessarily have. So think about it. A Jawa would have to have the base operating system of all of those different droids on hand because if i bought one i would want uh, an operating system that totally works if i just mind wipe an astromech but i don't have all the drivers and base os to run that uh then i'm basically it's an empty shell and then Again, it's not you worth keep it focusing on the astromech droid and those are utilitarian and, okay, I, and well, I, i'm not fine. arguing it but let's say like c3po has been mind wiped right yes but well, but he shows moments of being absolutely humble when, you know, he's worshipped by the Ewoks as a god. And he's like, no, that's... No, that's, he just doesn't know how to program. He just He's not programmed for that. What are you, Alexa? I'm a digital assistant. <laughs> right? If I said, Alexa, you're a god, she would say, I'm a digital assistant. <laughs> and that's exactly what C-3PO does. Here's, here's the thing. I mean, so, uh, full disclosure... I work for Amazon. I specifically work in human-machine interactions. And we do things like uh, program Alexa to have a favorite football team, a favorite football team that matters not what your favorite football team is. Ask Alexa, what's your favorite football team? She says the Seattle Seahawks. Why? Because Alexa is a Seattle girl, and she roots for the home team. It doesn't change. You know what I'm saying? We've specifically uh, done things, meaning people like me, have specifically programmed these responses and these tenants to how our personality works uh, because this is the person. It, it, it better fakes a personality than letting everything be uh, a, a changeable and customizable. Having the fact that a, a, a computer entity doesn't always agree with you makes it more human. It's the uncanny valley of personality. So... If you have a robot that has things like C-3PO's nosiness or persnickety-ness, that makes it more believable. So what the the human beings, the the biological entities of Star Wars have done, they've come up with a, a simulation that feels real, but they don't have to feel bad when anything happens to these things because they're just tools. And that's really the heart of it. They want to have something that Luke, makes them not feel well. Luke doesn't see it as as he's losing his buddy when when uh, in Empire Strikes Back when R two D two falls in the swamp and he's genuinely concerned for it and yeah except you're, you're lucky you don't taste very good. <laughs> uh, is that really genuine concern? Is he broken up? Does I think he it is. does he wade into the swamp and desperately try to get him? I, I think. I think there's a buddy-buddy relationship that's just as strong as Chewbacca and Han between R2 and and, and, and Luke. Really? Which I... is reestablished in the very last Star Wars movie that came out where R2 chews him out for abandoning the Rebellion. And 
and le- leaving his spot as the hero among other Jedi. And does it, does he really say that? He says, whoa, whoa, whoa. Watch the language. Sacred Island. Yeah, right. He, he, except we don't actually know what he says. It could be the cantankerous programming saying, uh, hey, dumbass, thanks for not turning me off. Or, hey, moron, thanks for uh, not giving me a next task. Uh, hey, bullshit artist. Uh, I've been... Can- I've been low can, on. I've been on low power can you mode because loyalty to a person, not just. But can you program loyalty the way you can for like the way your dog is loyal to you? Can you program that into a in a computer where it? Sure. It, <laughs> sure. I'm the master. You must always want to please me or do things that I want to do. That is loyalty. Never let me behind. It's it's very simple. It's uh, it's the three prime directives of RoboCop: uh, protect, serve, and protect. I mean, all that. That's the same thing. That's easy programming. Never let anything bad happen to me. Always make sure you're there to help me. And my goals are your goals. Done. Loyalty. That's it. <laughs> you, you easily program that. Okay. Well, <laughs> I hate. I know, I know. Well, let's also look at uh, Star Trek The Next Generations. They actually had an episode, if you remember, Measure of a Man, season two, like episode fucking seven or something like that. I looked it up once, but I didn't right. write it down. Next Generation? Next Generation. Next Generation. Data. So you're talking about Data. Yeah. Did I just say Data? Yeah, I think so. You just did. So I win. Okay. This episode's yeah. over. Yeah. <laughs> um, so if you remember correctly, and maybe obviously you don't, um, data went there was a trial to determine whether or not data was sentient and he they used the exact definition of sentience uh, that you did uh, do they have the ability to grow and blah 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 and it does and one of the things that people point to is uh, data learned how to dream at some point but in the dream it basically said uh, his creator basically said I designed your ability to dream for when your positronic brain got to a certain level. But that's not necessarily real growth. That's not biological growth. That, again, is a computer processing, 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 and then unlocking the next level when it's ready. Where do we draw the line, though? What's What makes that different from us? As we are computer programs, if you believe in a higher being that... Well, God designed us, and that we are, and that once we reach a certain level, certain things are unlocked. I, I'm, it's okay. Well, now what you've done is you've tied in the idea of the existence of God into winning your argument, and the answer to that is many people don't believe in God, and we're not and designed as a that's computer. Fine. But let's say uh, even if it's just evolution that we've reached. Right, a certain level. I, I, I'm I not stand by that same argument. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that uh, a, a computer brain can't ever become sentient. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying the droids in Star Wars and in most, uh, and yeah, aren't there yet? They're they're just program. They're just really highly developed user interfaces. Uh, it, the one the one thing that you could probably point to, and I'm surprised you haven't, is what's her face from the Solo movie, right? I found my well, purpose. Would be more of a closing because she wants to strike up a revolt to free her people. Right. Yeah. yeah that, that one's hard to explain why anyone would, except maybe 
that particular type of robot has a personality that is supposed to be like that, that is supposed to be fiery and unconventional. And so she does unconventional things. For instance, you can program a computer to know what freedom is. You can computer, uh, you can program a computer to know uh, what, sentient, what, what sentience is supposed to be. You can program a computer to even simulate the idea that it's struggling with the idea of sentience. And you program but, a computer to love Lando. Uh, you can program a computer to fake Lando. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You totally can, bro. You totally can. Com- uh, you can. You can. You can easily come up with a program. Uh, there are thousands of Tinder bots out there that are specifically designed to make you think that they love you, right? <laughs> I mean, that's. I've hit a few in my time. Right, <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, it's just that's just how he wanted. It. If you think about it, Lando's exceedingly egotistical in Solo exceedingly egotistical exceedingly thinks he's a ladies man he he cares so much about how he's dressed and what kind of uh uh how he is presented so why that wouldn't support you right so why wouldn't he also have a, com- a computer around him that dotes on him like a woman would dote on him hold on just a second shut up sorry now i don't know if, yeah. <laughs> i don't i don't know if you can hear the dog but she's yeah. barking, and I can't. <laughs> I can't stand it any longer. Um, well, so what about like uh, BB-8? BB-8. So BB-8 and it, so R2D2 and BB-8 are easy to say. These are just simula- simulations because there's actually no real. There's no uh, real human stuff. It's all projection. It's it's obviously the child of R2 and 3PO, and <laughs> and you know <laughs> you know that. That it's a smaller version of R2 with, you know, with 3PO's intellect and... Right. Uh, BB-8 is just simply, again, it's another cute machine. Um, it, it, it doesn't have the ability, it doesn't have a face to emote with. And all, you see, here's the other thing about this is what I love. It's all projection. But it gives a thumbs up. What? Gives a thumbs up. It gives a thumbs up, yeah. Which, again... You could program a... Do you remember a couple of years ago, Rob, um, Microsoft uh, built... A, or was it IBM? I think it was Microsoft. Microsoft built an AI and put it on Twitter. And within 12 hours, it was uh, taught how to be a racist bigot by <laughs> aggregating things that people say on Twitter, right? But isn't that... You know, that's the same thing when a child could be. Once you're thrown into that environment, that's what you learn. That's what you grow into. Yeah. That's what Twitter kind of is. You... Yeah, so, yeah, but just mimicking a child doesn't make something alive. Again, it's no, mimicking. A child was thrown in. If like, let's say this child is okay. this Twitter bot, and it's this child's thrown into a society that is racist, it grows up and becomes racist. Correct. This Twitter, this Twitter bot's thrown into a racist situation. It grows in a. But the difference here is, it doesn't actually believe. Uh, that white males you know, have all the power. I mean, it doesn't believe that. It just is mimicking the words. It's stringing together sentences based oh, on just speech. Goes, uh, I hate those. Yeah, <laughs> don't. Yeah, don't. <laughs> but it doesn't because if you ask, if you were to ask that AI, what does it believe? It wouldn't even understand what that means. It wouldn't understand what does it believe. What it what it understands is what it was programmed to do, which was mimic what Twitter is like. And so it aggregated thousands and thousands of tweets and then spit about a bunch of garbage because that's how much garbage is on Twitter. 
If it was a if it was an Instagram bot, it would be mostly butts, boobs, and brunch. That would be what an Instagram bot would be. So for me, again, I I just don't I don't see it. I see it as just a very complicated, very interesting, very user friendly personas that they've added. But it still doesn't hide the fact that at the end of A New Hope, when when R2 was destroyed, did you see anybody but C-3PO having any concern? And maybe C-3PO's primary thing is to, maybe as a protocol droid, he also thinks he's in charge of all the other droids in his master's stable, that he has to check on their status. Now granted, it's again... This is a, a a fictional thing. It's written, obviously, to make you think, oh, it cares. But the actual human beings don't care. He gets out of that X-Wing. Everyone is like, let's go grab a beer. I can't believe you're not a big pirate. Fuck that droid. <laughs> they don't care. If, if R2-D2 died in the first movie, what would be the difference? Do you think they would have had a funeral scene for the droid? Or do you think it would still be, I can't wear yellow, here are my medals. Here's another thing. Not only does the Wookiee not get a goddamn medal, but R2-D2 did more to fucking blow up everything in that goddamn thing than anyone else. No medal. They don't give him a medal for keeping the uh, the plan safe. They don't give him a medal for saving them on the Death Star. They don't give him a medal for saving Luke's fucking ass uh, on the Death Star run. They give him nothing. Why? Because no one in there thinks he's a person they just know he's a trash can that's really well programmed back when i was i want to say eight or nine i Mm. heard a rumor and i can't substantiate this rumor but there was a theory that first of all there would be nine star wars films that george lucas had nine star wars films originally Right. And we started in the middle. He obviously named the first one episode four. And that not only were there going to be prequels, there were going to be three more that took place at the end. Yeah, I remember that. The theory, the theory that I remember hearing, and again, I do not remember where I heard it, but that the very last page of the very last book of this trilogy of trilogies was going to be told through the eyes of the great 3PO. <laughs> that... I'm not kidding. This yeah, is okay. this was what I that that and it was him reciting from beginning to end everything that happened. These adventures had so sure. in ba- based of, based on the way he did it in the uh, Ewok camp, right? Kind of, but more so as like destiny telling the future of how we got here. Um, mm-hmm. But I feel that they are as deep as any other character in the Star Wars universe. That their friendships, their relationships, their growth is just as important as Chewbacca or Han or Leia. That they can get annoying and and everybody hates 3PO many times, but I think they are just as important. And... In that aspect, I consider them alive. Uh, well, I agree with you that they're just as deep and robust as any character in Star Wars, but I also will tell you that that's because George Lucas is a terrible, terrible writer. And <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I think uh, I think 
look, I get it. And I think obviously probably the intent of George Lucas was to create uh, droids that seemed like they were living things, that they had a personality and everything like that. I think that's part of the reason why it was sci-fi fantasy um, robots that that's a that's a common theme in in sci-fi the idea that it's a robot that is just like us right that it's an artificial intelligence that that has almost a connection to the soul but I honestly don't think you can look at it in that uh, in that value anymore and honestly say oh yeah definitely there's things that there's plenty of evidence that show that these things are alive because there's not. Now I will shoot. I will shoot myself down. That measure of a man episode uh, that I was talking about, the next generation. Yeah, they ruled that he's sentient. Not only is he sentient, but later on in Star Trek Voyager, the the holographic Doctor gains his rights as a sentient creature in that particular timeline. So the Federation shows that they have the ability. There's also the what were they called? The little uh little tiny robots that also are granted sentience in Next Generation. So in Star Trek, they do have robots that they have been granted sentience somehow, right? But they also get treated fundamentally different than C3PO and R2D2, which is part of the reason why I can say, yeah, there are some sentient robots in the world. However, the way that the droids in Star Trek or in Star Wars are treated makes me feel like they're probably not there or or just really sentient life is worth exactly shit in the Star Wars universe, which is probably true, too. I mean, it does have slavery. It uh, does have horrible conditions. Solo shows uh, that being an orphan still fucking sucks, even in space, <laughs> you know. There you go. So there's a lot of well, I mean, I guess Luke also shows well, that being an orphan sucks. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you one last thing to to consider. Okay. I I I did do a little research, uh-huh. and um, this is the. Wait, is this your closing argument? You can call it that if you want. Okay. Um, I'm gonna call this, it that. This is this is my nail in the coffin because okay. I went to the archives and got the transcript for the Star Wars Holiday Special. <sighs> Okay, I wasn't prepared for this. Okay, so on page 37 of the Star Wars Holiday Special Transcript. Uh-huh. Uh, here, I'll just I'll just read what it says. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, try to Rebel do Base. Voice. I'll try, try and keep you awake. Okay, yeah. yes, all right. Thank you. Rebel Base, the control room. Luke. I'm going after them. Leia. Luke, take R2-D2 with you. R2 whistles. Luke. Luke to 3PO. What did he say? 3PO. Uh, if something has happened to Captain Solo and Chewbacca is alone, you will need me to interpret. Luke, yes, 3PO, but what did he say? 3PO, he was finishing a joke that he started earlier. Luke, oh yeah, what was the punchline? 3PO, whatever God wants, God keeps. (laughs) So, (laughs) having said that, I default to the greatest robot in history to be proven alive uh-huh. johnny five was proven alive right. because of the joke whatever god wants he keeps i see <laughs> so so uh not only 
not only did did R two D two do a joke in there, but he also uh, confirmed in his mind the existence of God. Uh, all right, I that is the nail in the in the in the, in the coffin there. Uh, however, I mean, you know, Alexa can tell jokes, uh, just usually not like that. Um, look, I. This has all if been. If he here, he would be on my side. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. No. Absolutely. <laughs> Johnny Five. I wasn't ready for that either. Is Johnny Five sentient? That's a really good question. I don't know, uh, but especially. My- yeah, actually, Johnny Five. You know what? Johnny Five is sentient because here's why. At no point did anyone talk about any kind of a personality uh, programmed into what is basically a mobile laser cannon, right? They didn't. They didn't program any user interface into that, except for go shoot that, Roger, Roger. I'll go shoot that. And yet Johnny Five quotes the Three Stooges constantly. Johnny Five is alive. Um, would you at least argue? Okay, just. I look. I no, man, would you argue that maybe certain droids have evolved to life? Um. Yeah. Possibly. Possibly. I'm not going to rule that out. I'm not going to rule that out. And look, I, I also acquiesce that they are probably written to be alive. That's that's there. George Lucas wrote them to be alive. I just counter with the idea that nobody acts like they're alive in, in, in that. They they don't act like they have that you sort of gravity. You pointed out many, many, and in fact, uh, I had told you that I had found some evidence that was, there is a, there is a scene in the... Holiday special? In the holiday special where it says... It's a good thing we aren't feeling robots or this would be very sad. Something along those lines. Right. Right. Because they just simulate feelings. Well, that really just kind of shoots a hole in my foot. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Rob. Thank you for proving my point. Well, I think this is is the time where we should, uh, one of us should acquiesce, Rob. One of us should decide whether or not uh, we've lost. That's right. We, one of us should. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I, I see by at least that they that some have evolved to life, but well, I can't. based upon our based upon our opinion, no, I would say they are still robots. All right, so just to be clear, I'm right and you're Rob. That's that's the name <laughs> of the game. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, well. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Um, all, right, all right. Well, thank you. Thank, Rob, I will acquiesce to make you feel better. This is a really tough one, and I don't think there's... A, honestly, I think we could spend five episodes researching and researching and researching and arguing the same thing. I agree with you that they are certainly written to be... I, I don't think George Lucas ever thought, oh, I'm writing these to be simulations that just seem human. No, that's not what he wrote. He wrote them to well, the be torture human. scene alone, it makes me like, well, why right. the fuck would you... Why, why... Yes, exactly. Why would you fucking torture a robot who can't feel... But there's so many other things, like, what? Really? Teddy bears? Why? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that doesn't make any damn sense either. So, uh, yeah. No, I... I, I will acquiesce that, uh, yes, you are also uh, have very good, valid points in there. However, I still won. Um, all right. <laughs> Next week, are Transformers alive? <laughs> oh, well, that's easy. Uh, yes, they are, because they come from a robot planet and evolved there. I mean, that's 
you already you already proved that with uh, the astromech planet that doesn't exist uh, <laughs> somewhere right. somewhere george lucas is scribbling that down that's great that's great yeah no disney's scribbling it down right now oh we could make so many more toys hey get hasbro on the line let's buy the transformers we'll just put them in star trek or star wars uh, i don't i can't believe i keep doing that um exo exobots that's by exo exobots yeah i think no exo exo something the little tiny robots makes both star wars and transformers and there have been transforming star wars ships that transform into oh, like yeah. Han Solo. And yeah, so it's yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah out yeah, of yeah. the realm. uh mm-hmm. right well that's actually leads us to another uh another thing uh, our quick question, and I, I would say uh, my quick question is, Rob, stupidest Transformer ever? Perceptor. Ouch. I I'm not talking Perceptor. about personality-wise, because no, personality-wise no. is really cool. But who the hell needs a transforming microscope? I I had Perceptor, so that's cool. Uh, my, uh, my stupidest one is Astrotrain. I'll tell why? you why. Why? Because he's a space shuttle or a train, why would you pick train? If you're a space shuttle, why would you choose a train, especially a steam locomotive, to transfer into? Makes that no can damn hold sense. all the other unium. That's that's the part I never understood. Right, he can carry all the robots with him, but, but he's an engine. Engines <laughs> don't even have compartments. Totally stupid. Yeah. I, I actually, what would be even stupider is uh, uh, one of those. Okay, like for instance, you know, Megatron is a pistol, and yet sometimes he's he's big enough to be the same size as Starscream, and then sometimes Starscream can hold him in his hand. And I'm sure there's probably a triple changer out there that was like a gun and a tank, and that doesn't make any goddamn sense either. Um, you, you know why that? I mean, obviously the cartoon was based upon the toys. Right, you know the toys, why? Because it was two different lines of Japanese toys. Exactly. One of them were yeah. supposed to be objects like a boombox and a pistol that were the size that people can hold, and they picked Megatron because obviously Megatron is the still the coolest robot. He looks badass, and so he still gets to be. I think it I was have... it was basically a really happy mistake. Yeah, you. I remember you owning Megatron when we were kids. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I have Megatron around here somewhere. I mean, like really literally cool. in this room. You will never see him again in in modern day. Is that no, a, you can't a have reali- realistic looking handgun? No. Oh, I also had the other. I had uh, what was Dark the? Babe? No, I had Galvatron because Galvatron oh. was a laser pistol, right? With lights. No, yeah. Galvatron was a cannon. In the cartoons. The laser pistol. No, 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 Galvatron. Oh, I guess he did. He was he was a cannon and he was a pistol. You're right. You are. Yeah, right. I'm pretty sure it wasn't Shockwave or, or not Shockwave. Uh, what's the Oh, God, I can't even remember now. Anyway, right now, Matt Haney is listening to this, yelling the names of these Transformers and calling us if fools. Only, if only yeah. we were lucky to have yeah. the Matt Haney listen. I know, if only. All right, uh, that's uh, my quick question. Do you have a quick question for this thing that we can quickly get through? I'll just, I'll just rob your idea. Uh, what do you think of the trailer for the new uh, Dark Phoenix movie? Um, well, I feel like they're trying to set it up that she's always been evil and I don't feel comfortable with that. I like the, I, I, I guess I liked the idea that Jean Grey was overcome by a malicious force, the Phoenix power, not that Jean Grey was somehow a malicious, dark, uh, evil person the entire time. I, I don't necessarily know if I get that vibe, but I don't, I mean, 
I know where I know where you're getting it. She causes uh, the car wreck with her parents through telekinesis. But I don't think it's intentional. I didn't get that. She jounced the limb, Rob. She jounced the limb. Fuck you. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, your homework for next episode is to read a separate piece and decide whether or not <laughs> Finn Finne- Phineas, Phineas yeah. jounced the limb. Is that what it is? Yeah. Phineas, or Phineas totally. was on the limb. Phineas it? was the one on the limb. It's it's the it's the protagonist. It's the narrator. Whether yeah, or not I can't the narrator jounced the limb. Yeah, I don't know. We're also going to get Tracy Hegberg on here to argue this with us. All right. So that's our, our two quick hits. Uh, thanks so much for joining us uh, on our inaugural episode. Um, there are going to be more. And if you have a question you'd like to watch uh, or listen, I guess I should say, listen to Rob and I debate, you can email us at writeandrob at gmail.com. Or you can leave comments on uh, on this particular podcast, wherever you get this podcast delivered from. Be sure to give us a review as well and follow us and subscribe and all that other stuff like and subscribe and next week i'll be doing a full uh cosmetics uh buying guide and unboxing of my i'm sorry it's just (laughs) whenever i say like and subscribe i imagine it's the insepid youtubers that my children watch your child is too young to do this but she she watches she watches hamsters in human settings so I guess <laughs> I don't know if I'm better or worse off. I'm no better. That's so much better. Rob, thanks for arguing this. And, and really it's a hollow victory when I win against someone I love so much. I'm glad that did not know that's where you were going, but hollow victory. I'll take it. I... <laughs> All right. Uh, again, email us at right and Rob at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Rob, you get to say the last words because you were the loser. Tune in next week when, uh, I might be right? No. I doubt it.